podcasting to you from a soggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I have a cup full of jelly bellies. And I'm ready to You are listening news. to Revelation Radio hosts. News My with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast and located at RevelationsRadioNews.com. Which is about 30 feet from where I used to podcast from. And the move has gone through. Yes, I have moved my computer from the bedroom to what used to be the playroom. Now is an office. Congratulations, man. The home office is the wave of the future. It's part of a great reset, really. You don't have to drive to work. No burden, those carbons. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no doors, though. So if there's any interruptions, it can't, can't be helped. So. Uh, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> well, I have jelly bellies over here to help, hopefully make, help me get through this sugary confection that is of no substantial nutritional value whatsoever. Uh, I had a, a, a good night last night. I went to bed at, I think, 10, maybe just before, just after 10 o'clock. And then I think I finally got up around 5. During the night, though, I, I was going for a record this time. Woken up. I don't want to exaggerate, so it wasn't six. It was actually only five times. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. The one-year-old accounted for three of those, or two of those, actually. No, no, no. She, she accounted for three. The four-year-old accounted for one, and then the dog another one. So, oh, man. Yeah, they are all, uh, let's, let's see. Crying, so hungry, diaper, crying, and then nightmare, and then dog panting, uh, having some sort of a episode, trying to get down the hall. It's uh, it was it was interesting night. Just my, my my point is, I need jelly bellies to get through this, and I'm excited to be talking to you about the news. I just wanted to let everyone know, not a lot of sleep over here at the Gilkenny House. So if I'm a little off today, we ha- we have uh, something to blame it on. Other Built than my excuse. Yeah, built an excuse other than my normal level of retardation and ADD. So, well, I'm glad your move went okay. Um, I've been praying yeah. for you, and I think that this is uh, this is a breakthrough. I think it's good. I, I can feel it from here. The feng shui, the feng shui of the uh, the studio is better there right now than it was. So, yeah, no longer looking out a window, but in a closed off hallway, staring at some bedroom doors. Yeah, I, I worked hard, and uh, my wife worked way harder. So it was a it was a lot, a lot of a lot of work. But shout I think out to the, your wife, who I know did work harder. <laughs> the uh, the new pictures I think look good. Now we just need we just need one sucker. I mean one person who wants to live in Cascade Locks, Oregon. Just Come one. on, man. It's Cascade Locks a charming little place. It is. It's better than Portland. Yeah. I'd rather live here than Portland, I can tell you that. So. Well, I mean, that, that that I think you just stumbled onto like their PR like slogan. Like, hey, it's better than Portland. Yeah, Cascade Locks, better than Portland. Outside of Antifa-controlled territory, <laughs> Cascade Locks. Well, it's, you know, when I was growing up, the uh, slogan for Oklahoma was, Oklahoma is okay. <laughs> Actually, it's it still might be, which I thought was one of the worst slogans ever. Oklahoma, it's, it's okay. It's, okay, hey, okay. Yeah. I'd settle. 
I'd settle for okay right now, but Oklahoma's now number one on the list that we care about. What? Which? Yeah, that's true. Oklahoma is number one as the strange gun rights, uh, homeschooling, and what was it, taxes? It was just uh, uh, vaccine exemptions. Yep. Homeschooling. Uh, you know, just ease of homeschooling. Uh, yeah, CPS leaving your kids alone, like yep. lack of child kidnapping and health food stores. Those are like my actual categories that that list was put together on. So it was it's a good list. So I have now, to throw that list in the show notes. My apologies, but we're talking about a list that we don't even know. Yeah, we're, not, uh, we're talking about something that we can't even tell the audience about. This is a yeah. I think we're we're trying to avoid some deeper. Sadder material, uh, but we should probably get into that. Um, first, yeah. Rob Skiba passed away, and then uh, Russ Dizdar passed away, and we both had met him, um, knew him a little bit. I wouldn't say we either one of us knew him well. No. Uh, but do you want to play your Russ Dizdar clip? No, I think the yours fits better. Okay, so this is... Tom Dunn uh, talking about his friend and mentor, really spiritual. We got a lot of new listeners. I'm going to do a little update here real quick. So uh, Andrew and I have been doing this podcast. You and I have been doing the podcast since 2011. 10 years, never missed a show. Do you hear me tell Tom (laughs) Bionic that? Yeah, I do. It was a good good joke. And you could tell that he never listens to us because he's like, really? Wow, that's amazing. Oh, I got I got him good. He, I got a belly laugh out of him. He was not expecting that. So uh, anyway, <laughs> we started this show over 10, 10 years ago, yeah. 2011. And at that time, Revelations Radio Network was going strong. And one of the shows on there was uh, uh, Russ Dizdar's Shadow of the Darkness. And I think it was up until even very recently. Um, and Russ Dizdar was a gentleman who talked about satanic ritual abuse like a lot and would go out and interface with the FBI and police officers and and people who were victims of satanic ritual abuse and uh, people that were doing human trafficking and praying for these people. And he would talk about things that he heard from, you know, demons and, you know, he'd be trying to cast demons out and they would talk about, you know, these there's these things coming. There's the Black Awakening and some real kind of Definitely fringe stuff, but absolutely interesting, absolutely biblical, and he just he's just a, a big, open-hearted guy, great big personality. And there was other people around at the time, too. Tom Dunn was one of the, the guys. He had a show that came on shortly after uh, Tim and Mike's show was getting going, and it was called Prayer Watch, and they would it was encouraging people to go and walk around your town and talk about – um, human tra- or pray pray about human trafficking and pray for the people of your town and things like this. Tom Dunn, whom whom I've met a couple of times, we met him at we. That's the other thing. We all went to a couple of conferences back in like 2009 mm-hmm. and 10 ish, maybe yep. maybe 11. Um, and I met I met you at one of those. So that's uh that was the one in Nashville, where I also met Doctor Future, Chris White, and uh, other people who have been on the. Well, and Tom Bionic, I guess, and uh, Paul Bab, <laughs> Paul Bab from Texas, my buddy, uh, who was, you know, anyway, we met all these people. All these people got together, and 
actually a lot of these people were already together and knew of each other and you and I just kind of joined them <laughs> and yeah. were you know kind of getting to know them because they were all there in the Nashville area and then I think Tom Dunn and uh, Russ Dizdar were from up in the Ohio area so when we went to the next conference which was Fort Wayne I think they had a quick jump over there from Ohio to get to the conference Fort Wayne Indiana and uh, Russ was there with Tom and uh, many other people and we just kind of got a chance to actually meet all these guys so this is a weird one for you and I, especially, and then our older listeners, because these names are very, these these are friends. This, yeah, and this is not a, <laughs> we're, we're not part of a large uh, conglomeration of people. When you talk like Christian conspiracy, like subculture, this is not a lot of people. <laughs> you know, this like is, these and then there's some that are like a have a little wider reach and what have you compared to us, but yep. we're still not talking about a lot of people. And this Derek is Derek like, and Sharon. I forgot to mention Derek and Sharon Gilbert with yeah. the, from the bunker and yeah, I, yeah. I think at that point they might have been in Ohio. I don't. That's a good point. They may have been. I think now yeah. they're not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So you from the bunker, probably one of the better titled podcasts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ahead back. of its time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've I've got some things to say um, about Russ and kind of compare him to someone else who was influential in, in my life. But let's hear um, this is, I believe, the first thing that Tom that Tom Dunn posted after Russ's death. everybody how are you doing hey um this won't take long i just wanted to um come on here for a minute and um and say thanks for the messages and the prayers and the prayers are are greatly needed and um i'm gonna be for a few days, was, I'm not going to be on here, just so you know, I'm not ignoring anybody, but um, more than than anybody else, um, Shelly needs prayers. She's sick in the hospital, and we're trying to advocate for her, Russ's wife, Shelly, and um, Russ's <clears throat> Russ's daughter Charity needs your prayers. So um, she lost her dad, and I know what that's like. I've been through that. We're gonna be okay because of Russ, because he trained us because God used him to equip us. So we're gonna be all right. Um, I, I loved Russ Dizdar so much. 
and Russ Dizdar loved me. Try not to do this, but I um I'm asking more than anything that you would pray for charity and that you would pray for Shelly. That's my that's my plea to you. If you take a moment and pray for them and pray for their needs and pray for Shelly's physical health needs and charity's emotional needs and that the father would um, would comfort her and help her. Um, they're the ones that need it most. So um, we're going to be okay. There's a lot more to say, but now's not the time. God is good. God is faithful. Um, his ways are not our ways. I lean on His, uh, on Him. I, I, I um, I don't understand His ways, but um, He is. He's faithful. He's good. He's a giver of good gifts. He knows exactly what He's doing, and. Um, he um, is the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in him shall live. And um, Russ, Russ Dizdar, even though taken from us, obviously is still alive and still inspiring. Um, be inspired by him. And, um, and, uh, his teachings are still free and you can you can be equipped to be a warrior he was a warrior there's nobody there's nobody nobody that can fill his shoes nobody that can replace him i i thank you for the prayers but i'm asking more than anything please pray for shelly disdar his wife who's sick and who's fighting for her life and for charity and Russ's family. God bless you guys, and we will see you. Um, we'll see you soon. Bye. So I, I would like to kind of compare Russ Dizdar to uh, someone influential in my life. My grandfather, who was a a pastor, and just you know, kind of in some ways an, an old school guy, but he was the same exact person giving a sermon Sunday mornings that he was Sunday afternoons with, you know, the grandkids over at his house. And he was, um, you know, some of my, <laughs> I guess, unwillingness to, um, you know, initially even take donations for this podcast and to, to really... I guess solicit um, solicit donations kind of goes back to his attitude towards money. Um, he'd never, you know, 20 years he was the pastor at the the church that I grew up in, and he would never. And what what he said is, if God wants the ministry to continue, he'll pro- he'll provide the means for it to happen. And he had stories where you know he was in seminary and. They had no money, and 
someone would, you know, knock on the door and there'd be groceries, you know, like he said, our, our needs, our, our church's needs will be met. You know, my needs will be met. And um, when he eventually decided to, <laughs> he actually left our church partially because the Christian school that he'd started was like, oh, let's build a, a big building and we need a, you know, a, a kickoff and we need to borrow a bunch of money and we need to build this nice building. And he said, that's fine. That's not my, you know, it's not something that, that I can lead. Um, you know, more power to you. I need to go somewhere else. So he was, he then went to pastor another church over in central Oregon. And so they, they said, well, you know, here's your salary. And he said, no, no, it's actually, my salary is going to be this much lesser amount that I made before because I don't want, you know, I don't want to think like, oh, I did this for the money. <laughs> so that's just kind of who he was. But he, um, you know, we we talked about waking up early, um, waking up throughout the night. He would get up, you know, kind of 4, 4.30 every day. And uh, he'd go for, he'd have, you know, time uh, reading the Bible and in prayer, and he would go for walks by their house, which went down uh, through some orchards and through a cemetery. So he'd take his walk down through there and and back up. And there were times uh, when I was a kid, I'd I'd walk down there with them, and and you know, he he told me that he said. You know, it, I pray for you every day. And which is, you know, it's a it's a nice thing uh, to say. And and I knew that it was true. And um, it was it was not until he passed away. Um, that I, I realized what impact that had on on my life and spiritually and it was it was kind of like a protection was lifted and Mm -hmm. um you know and god took me through those times i I learned a lot and and grew through that experience but man you know there was real power in him praying for me and my childhood being kind of a, you know, pretty happy, like non-traumatic time. I think um, a lot of it was, was from that. And I'll just say, you know, there's, there's very few people that I've been around who it's like, you know, they pray, it means something. And Russ Dizdar was one of those people. So that's, you know, he's and it, it's not a uh, kind of showy, uh, preachy type of thing at all. Like he was a very down to earth guy. But, you know, if you're going to minister to the people that he ministered to in the situations that he ministered in, like you cannot be a hypocrite. You cannot be fake. Yeah. And I think you could you could hear uh 
from what Tom Dunn said, you know, like he he knew him well. If Russ was a phony, Tom Tom Dunn would know it, and he yeah. was not. He was authentic and as crazy as the stuff that he talked about and dealt with was, <laughs> you know, I know he was telling the truth. Now I don't know that the demonic entities that told him things were telling the truth. They probably weren't, but, uh, you know, I mean, what a powerful ministry and not a ministry that's easily replaced. And if, you know, we've talked to other people, uh, the new Russ and, it's it's partially concerning because it's like man that Russ and Rob Skiba that's two people in a very small group uh, to die in a very short amount of time um, and it's also kind of like man the stuff that he talked about happening um, there is an enemy you know they're friends of Epstein Epstein servants of Satan and Russ Dizdar is someone. Uh, you would want to get out of the way. So that's, um, you know, for, for the rest of us that are still here, the implications are, you know, no, no one's going to replace him and what he did, but we should all be praying more. I'll put it that way. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and I guess we should also let the listeners know, Russ died of COVID? We don't know. But that's what the initial th- reports are, is that he died of COVID. So then I go looking because I want to know, you know, <laughs> some yeah. basics. Did he take the vaccine? I know I knew the answer to that already, but I wanted to see yeah. what info was out there. And, uh, you know, unfortunately found several websites of people who were just like super happy about him, you know anti-vax pastor dies of covid and yeah. uh lots of that stuff out there um so yeah so then i keep searching some more and i came across this uh video it's interesting that you did you you fit in a reference in your touching story you ended it with a uh friends of epstein servants of satan it ties perfectly into this clip although less heartfelt i think it's uh noteworthy I'm going to turn it over to Russ, not because I want to day off or show off, but uh, I, I just I, I, Russ will set this up and Russ will um, take this through uh, what we need to talk about today. And uh, so I'm going to just stop right there. Russ, thank you so very much for joining me. Sure. Doug, good to be here again today and good to be with everybody. Uh, glad to uh, uh, to bring some updates. I know if you've been listening to the Ragged Edge Radio lately, I've just done, I've never done this before, I've just done 30, I think 39 hours, separate days, one hour broadcast, updating satanic ritual abuse because – uh, not only is uh, the reality of it, but it's um, it's not going away. It's increasing. So I wanted to bring updates even since I, the book I wrote about 12 years ago and all the things we do and what you know about us. Uh, the case that Doug's talking about is a huge case. I would say on the level – I'm being very frank about this on the level of, a, of an Epstein issue. Um, so we are involved in a number of cases all over, but this case here and in, in where Doug came in and Doug, Doug has mentioned professionalism and things. 
We also have a lot of fun, um, and, and the centrality of all of this is just reaching victims for Jesus, bringing healing and help and everything else. But we realized along the years, uh, Doug, that uh, you have to deal with the, with the perpetrators because in, in 40 years of doing this, I've never, never, never met a perpetrator that wanted to repent or, or stop or, or, or do anything. They, they, you know, hardcore, satanically oriented, we're talking eyes wide shut kind of people that, um, that have the network, the rings, the physical secrecy, the supernatural secrecy, have all the backing intertwined and all, you know, all the stuff we can talk about government and, and, um, so, as we're saying this, this is today, I have had um, just a day ago, just one day ago, the FBI showed up here at my house. The federal officers came to my home, and uh, they wanted an interview about some of the things we're saying, some of the things we're doing. And it was all – actually, it was all good. It was fine. But uh, this is part of the overall picture when we talk satanic ritual abuse, I'm telling stats like 150 million worldwide. I'm I'm telling you that after 40 years of you know we've been in Germany and France and Poland and 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 Geneva, Switzerland and in in Scotland. So out of all of this and dealing with all the victims and dealing with the perpetrators, we need to go after them. Two things: we need to we need to make sure that we can go after them, but we need to pray and 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 seek the greatest exposure. Of the perpetrators than ever before, because again they don't stop and they've increased. Um, we could talk about the abortion issues, which I hate. We could talk about the drug scourge here, killing eighty thousand Americans a year, and I hate that. We could talk about human trafficking all over the place, and we'll talk about that with John Wedger today also, because uh, Scotland. I just got a new notice uh, from Scotland about twenty-three kids per day were going missing during the COVID crisis. Uh, between the ages of 1 and 18. So you have 23 kids going. Now, when we were in Scotland at Dundee, we went to a ritual abuse conference. That's where we met Wilfred Wong. This He's one of the experts also, and John Wedger knows him. And, and John Wedger is probably uh, the uh, premier um, expert on the satanic ritual abuse side, the um, South African, the, the, voodoo, the voodoo side of this coming into human trafficking. Uh, and so we're going to get into uh, hearing from him in a few moments. And and so this is um, because of the secrecy of this. It's hard enough to tell people about human trafficking and all that's going on. Our, our little slogan we have written on T-shirts, one, one kid is too many. One kid, if you understand the abuse, and I know that people are going to be watching that have been abused and have been have gone through all that abuse, you know – it keeps me up at nights at times. Last night, I received a phone call from somebody we, we worked with 20 years ago. Is some of the most severe abuse, the most sophisticated side of satanic ritual abuse, MK Ultra, Monarch, all of that stuff, the real stuff. Not fa- See, there is fabrication. There is disinformation. There's a lot of people running around, but – but Doug, there's, there's, there's. Um, when we begin to investigate it in 1980 and go after it to say, is this real? Well, then we ran into it. You know, all the reality of it, the blood and guts of it. So, uh, one victim is just too many. But then you talk about millions, human trafficking worldwide, satanic ritual abuse in the trafficking. Uh, those numbers are astounding. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't QAnon that invented uh, trying to save the children. Interesting that he was 
working on a case that was on the level with Epstein's case. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the the date on this video. Now I don't know if it was uploaded much later than it was recorded, but I'm seeing June 24th, 2021. Mm-hmm. So this is not long ago, and he's working on a case with Epstein. He's got Feds knocking at his door, and he's doing the Rust Isdar thing, yeah, which is praying for people. And, yeah, trying to pray for people and, and and trying to rescue kids and getting people. F- you know, who have been satanic, ritually abused, calling him and coming to him. And, you know, and another thing, just a kind of a side note. Have you ever, ever in your life heard a person with either with. So either, there's only there's only two conclusions to the uh, poor <laughs> audio quality of all of Russ Dizdar's podcasts. OK, <laughs> he is either one of the worst audio people in the history of mankind who just can't <laughs> seem to wire up anything or when he speaks things happen in the spiritual realm and I know this may sound out there but they interrupt this transmission and radio broadcast all the time yeah all well, the time the audio was the audio was fine though at the beginning and then it's yeah it's like totally it's fine and he starts strange. talking about yeah he starts talking about demons and talking to people and talking to demons and it just all of a sudden the audio goes nuts. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know about the EMP and all that sort of stuff, but for those of people who don't know who Russ Dizdar is, you just got a very small crash course in it. Um, mm-hmm. Someone that we both, I think, looked up to. Uh, super sad to see him go. He yeah. can't be in. He, if he's in his 60s, I'll be surprised. I think he's only in his mid 50s. Uh, one thing I remember, I always remembered about him. When I asked him, uh, I don't remember what I, I don't remember the context, but we were talking about sports or something to that effect. And uh, I said, you know, you don't, you, you're a sports guy, you like football or anything like this. He goes, he turns, he goes, nah, not me. And I said, no, I like mountaineering. And I was like, what, what do you mean mountaineering? He's like, me and a mountain, like some ropes, <laughs> and I just go out and climb a mountain. That's my sport. I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Mountaineering. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, there we go. I, I don't know. I mean, he was kind of built like a football player. Oh, yeah. No, that's why I asked. I mean, yeah. That's why I asked. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, it's very, very sad. And, uh, you know, both for his family. And I haven't seen any. I, I believe his wife was doing a little better, but not totally out of the woods yet. So. Lots to pray for on this show. Yeah. If yeah. And so and, you know, I mean, this a lot of what we do is not a conspiracy theory, uh, but this is a conspiracy theory. So there's so disclaimer, this could be totally wrong and totally unrelated. Uh, but if you look up. I've started looking up uh, mosquito spraying. Where these really bad quote COVID cases are are happening. And I haven't found, you know, Rob's where Rob Skiba li- uh lived, they were mosquito spraying, where we think that Russ Dizdar lived, they were mosquito spraying. You know, there's I think they're spraying something that was you know, certainly hard I think they're just spraying 
whole different bioweapons, you know? It's well, it's not about a virus at this point, but... Well, you say that, but... Uh, just last week, the Army... Or week before, Army sprayed... Uh, bacteria in New, New York subway, York yeah. subway. Yeah. Or that, that might be ongoing, even. Yeah. The dates were similar. Well... Th- so the mosquito spraying too, there was some strange stuff where it's like, why are you spraying for mosquitoes in October? That makes no sense. Right. And this was like some Northern, Northern Midwest places where it's like, why, you know, it's going to freeze solid in a week. Why are you worried about mosquitoes right now? My, my apology. It was not recently at all. This was, uh, no, you're, no, it's 66. I'm no, sorry. No, there is a there is a new one. No, you don't have to apologize. You're not wrong on that. You're there, just there was at a right. Different they occurrence. they sprayed like yes. some mist to do like a test recently. Yeah. Uh, har- harmless, harmless uh, bacteria, wow. like the other harmless experiments they do. So you know the chem the chemtrails, the mosquito spraying. It's it's not good. It's not just. It's not like vaccines or they have no way to get to you. So, And I, you know, were they targeting whether it was at a human or a spiritual level, were they targeting people like Russ Desdara? It certainly seems like that. And I mean, if you look at, I don't know, it's so <laughs> if, if you're in the uh, spiritual warfare arena you know do what you can to to stay healthy and and watch out you know there's we i had it clipped for the show but didn't end up playing it this was weeks ago maybe a month or two ago but sherry pen tenpenny talking about um a you know christian slash anti-covid lockdown conference where she said everyone got sick. She got sick. She heard from dozens and dozens of people. You know, it wasn't a huge amount of people there, but almost all of them got super sick. And she, you know, she said some people, and she tends to believe it, thinks that they were sprayed with something there. Wow. Like, so it's. Anyway, that was on, uh, on with the Health Ranger, not. <laughs> You know, it's a little hit or miss, but it was Sherry Tenpenny was the one, the one talking there. Interesting. Well, we're full of conspiracies today. Yeah, there. You know, <laughs> but like like we found, it seems no matter the poison or how they're doing it, there's usually a simple solution for it. Right. It's just figuring out what it is is the tricky part. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. You want to you want to play that clip? There's a lot of uh, a lot of profanity, but it is it is pretty epic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. Where, where, where do you want to go next? So this clip uh, it's titled "The Next Pandemic Is Just Around the Corner," and it is from. A lady, and I believe I had seen this before, but uh, it's from September 2019. So you can. 
Hi guys, it's Claudia with Cabin Talk and I am just about to lose it, okay? They are planning a pandemic. I am so sure of that. First of all, Bill Gates said there will be a pandemic and at least 30 million people will die. Boom. Then just now, uh, Trump signed an executive order that there is going to be a new task force to uh, make a better flu vaccine and a faster flu vaccine because in case there is a pandemic, we are not prepared enough. And I am just about beside myself. He signed an executive order to create a flu vaccine task force. I mean, how much more clear can it get that we have mandatory adult vaccines just around the corner, just around the corner? Okay, this is where we are at in this country. And I tell you something, if there is a pandemic anywhere, there will be global everything. Because you know what? You know what will happen? All the countries will say, well, oh, we have to rally together because with airplanes, uh, the viruses can travel so fast. And we all globally implement the same laws, which will be mandatory vaccines with toxic in our bodies that has not at all been proven effective or safe. But that's where we're heading. That is exactly where we're heading. Exactly where we're heading. And by the way, in California, they already passed a law that some little Cho Schmo at some little health department uh, in bump nowhere can decide that, oh, three people, five people have the same thing. I need to implement martial law. And that little Cho Schmo can implement martial law. I mean, what else do we need? What else do we need to wake up? I mean, the Trump executive order, if anybody thought that any president is better than any other president, excuse me, where have you been? And don't forget to go voting again because there will be change. There will be so much change in the next election. Maybe we get another Democrat. Oh, my. I mean, I can't even I can't even like this is what is going to happen globally if we don't wake up. I mean, what else is there? What else do you need to know? Honestly, what else do you need to know? The pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare industry is paying is paying doctors bonuses for shooting us up with whether that's chemotherapy or whether that's vaccines doesn't even matter they get bonuses okay for destroying children by the age of two 10 mandatory vaccines by the age of two with multiple doses by the way not just 10 vaccines multiple doses and if the pediatrician is a good little pediatrician working for the cabal, then they will do that. And then they get $400 per child. Did you ever think about that? $400 is like a nice little new car for for 100 kids. For 1,000 kids, you can get yourself a nice new house. But Trump just signed the executive order that we need a flu vaccine task force to make more vaccines faster. Unbelievable. Un
unbelievable. And if there will be a place to go globally where it is better, I would go. But you know what? This is the epicenter, the United States of America corporate Inc. United States of America Inc. is the epicenter of the problem. It's the epicenter of where it all starts. And if we collectively don't stand up to this utter bullshit, then you know what? Forget it. It's going to be game over. Tuesday at 10 o'clock in Vermont, in Montpelier, we are going to the health department with packet inserts. And if you want to join me, join me. We're meeting in front of the state house, 10 a.m. Tuesday morning. Come with me. We need to be people and ask them how they can make something mandatory, how they can make something mandatory for the kids that has the risk of death. Not just injury, death. That's what I want to know from the health department. That's what I want to know. How they can make something that carries the risk of death for children mandatory. There you have it. Mandatory adult vaccines is just around the corner. All we need is a little pandemic. And there you go. There you have it. And you know what? The other 271 vaccines that are in the making right now are not going to go in the trash can. They're going to go into your body. If you don't stand up now into your body, and I don't care if you believe in vaccines or not, if you believe that they're good and safe and have cured the plague, I don't care. doesn't matter to me. What I want is to decide over my body what goes into my body. If you want to get the vaccines, Go right ahead, knock yourself out. But I want to also decide whether I want that in my body and parents should be able to decide whether it goes into their children's bodies. And nobody else should be allowed to do that. Nobody else should be allowed to make that decision ever. And that's why, you know what? That's why every single person should be behind vaccine choice. This is the land of the free and the brave, or is it the land of the sheep and the slave? That's what you need to decide right now, because we don't have a lot more time. Right now is the time to decide that, not tomorrow. Make your mind up today and fight for that right. Fight for that right. See you later. You got to look up the comments to that video, too. <laughs> it's September 2019. So, not so crazy now, is she? No, certainly not. <laughs> My Yeah, no, I like the comments. My favorite one is... Uh, she's not a time traveler. She predicted everything, but she, or wait a second. She's a time traveler. Jokes aside, she's predicted everything. No, that's not it. No, there's the one where she said, uh, she's not a time traveler. She just read the documents. Yeah. That's yeah. Also, I like the, when you're one step ahead of the crowd, you're a genius. When you're two steps ahead, you're a crackpot. Yep. That was a good comment too. Yep. (laughs) So, I mean, who sees that in 2019 in September and is like, oh, yeah, she's right on, man. Next pandemic's right around the corner. But Yeah, yeah. But it was. And not like like three years later either. Like a month later is when it was probably 
getting distributed one way or the other. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that. Um, <laughs> I, I have a email that I wanted to read, and it actually fits in perfectly here. Going back to that, uh, that vaping pneumonia that suddenly that came and went. No, it, right yeah, that's an, that, that was an interesting one for sure. Yeah. No, that's not the one. Let me see here. Give me a second. This was in my inbox. Ah. Hello from the Quebec side of the river of Canada's capital. Ottawa is on a river which divides the two provinces. I have been greatly enjoying your show and urging people to listen to it and hope they are taking the advice. I'm writing to let you know about an oddity which was brought to my attention today. If you go to the government of Canada's website, canada.ca, and type in tear gas in the search bar, the first two documents are from the government's procurement department looking to buy this chemical agent in a way to dispense it. In support of Canada's response to COVID-19. It's horrifying to put the re- it's horrifying, but the really odd part is that the document is dated March 2nd, 2016. Not sure what you make of it, so I thought I'd share it with you. As I've mentioned, I live in the border between the two provinces, both of which has vaccine passports uh, for a while now. The vice tightens, new measures incrementally are being implemented, and I'm not sure how much longer I will be able to keep my job. But I have no fear. I want to tell you that every week I look forward to your voices, clips, and opinions. You two are a big part of my continued inspiration to stay in the control control group and calmly observe the mass psychosis around me. Your podcast gives me the courage to speak out and let people know why I feel the way I do. I am ever so grateful for your service. You remind me to pray, and since I've started listening, I have felt closer to God than I have in a long time. Love and respect from LaBelle Province, Nicholas. Sure enough. Great email. Thank you. It was a wonderful email. And sure enough, he screenshots all this stuff. You search for tear gas. And yeah, tear gas dispensers. Attention. Are you a business that can supply products and services in support of Canada's response to COVID-19? Canada wants to hear from you. March 2nd, 2016. Find out more here. Enter details. GSIN code N1040A. Uh, description, dispensers, tear gas, GSN, GSIN, category goods, description, weapons, description, chemical weapons, description, equipment. So, yeah, that's bizarre. Was and, there and, another COVID-19? Uh, like a, like a one that, that you, you kill it with tear gas? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. Do you kill it with vape? Do you kill it with tear gas? Sense, what, yeah. How do you kill it? That is strange. It, strange it, it stuff. Was, it is strange. But you mentioned that time, and I thought, you know, that's something I wanted to bring up in the show, and I wanted to make sure to read that email. So thank you, yeah. sir. That was a very good email. And as far as the Canadian government, I have no idea what to make of that 2016 <laughs> tear gas request. So. Yeah, but as far as the Canadian government, I feel like I, I actually always felt this way. Uh, I used to say this in a positive way, but now I guess it's a negative thing. 
but people always say, what's Australia? You know, you've been all, you've been to Australia. Oh my gosh. What's Australia like? And I, I would say it's like Canada on steroids. It's got that kind of <laughs> free, but socialist type of view, like lots of partying, but also very polite, but like all, even more polite. Like, it's just, just like, I don't know. I just felt like Canada on steroids and maybe somebody from one of these countries will kind of agree with me or know what I'm saying. But now it's like, when I say that, it's like literally the same, but I, I don't, it's like, it's not good. <laughs> no, no it's, it's no, it's no longer a good thing. It's not like, oh, they consume a lot of booze and have a good like time. They, and their martial law is even worse than Canada's. <laughs> yeah. They consume yeah. a lot of beer, have a good time and love rugby. It's not really the, the same now. No. So no. The, the thin veneer of a free civilization. Yeah. It's uh let's have a positive clip. Oh gosh. Clip about a a you know, a bad thing, but a a short positive clip. Uh the Safeway pharmacy manager quits clip. Pharmacy manager for Safeway, store 1892 in Cortez. I quit effective immediately because I will not give this per- this poison to people. Wake up, everybody. There's this poison. This is hurting people. I've seen it. I've seen customers die. Wake up. Do not take it. <laughs> Good for her, man. Yeah. Can we talk about the, the old clot shot a minute here? Sure. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's like, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I haven't even got a chance to scare the crap out of anybody yet. Yeah. So I got to say the best part about doing that show with Tom Bionic last week, no Andrew scaring the de- crap out of me with the vaccine talk. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I am, and this is just, is just me talking, just kind of riffing, no, no proof for any of it. I am more sure than ever that this is they got some sort of a weird saline solution killer shot ratio going on yep yep i i think it's i don't know if it's three to two three to one four to one but it 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 actually makes perfect sense right (laughs) because if you give uh, you know, I mean, it's just you got 20 people. We want to kill them all. All right. <laughs> or make sure that they can't procreate. Right. Mm-hmm. So we got to get them to take the shot. If you give it to three people and they all die, nobody else is going to take it. <laughs> well, you would think. But at this right? point, at this point, I don't know. OK, so if we give it to 10 people and 10 of them die, the other 10 ain't taking it. If the, if it kills them instantly. Yes, I agree with you. OK. Like eventually, when they start having to stack up the bodies at the pharmacy, eventually people might stop going in. Correct. Yeah. But when you do the saline situation, you 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 acclimate your victims. This is dark stuff here, man. Yeah. You acclimate your victims into submitting to your will. Mm-hmm. And you reward them with goodies and a saline shot. So you get the, you're part of the cool kid club. You get this little card and you get 
water in your arm. No biggie. Everything's good. And those people go through life and they're like, man, what's wrong with all these other people? They don't want this. It's not a big deal. I got it and I'm fine. And I still get to do all my things. What's your problem? Until we get, what do you think? Two, three, four, five, ten years down the road. And we've gone through this three or four more times. Yeah. And there's three or four more solutions. Quarter Time for your quarterly booster. Essentially, and then you're playing Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. Well, the people that are are all in, uh, you know, they're they're the Walking Dead. Like you can kill them anytime you want to. The people yes. that are like, shoot it in me, I'll take it. I don't care what's in it. Like it, yeah. It's just, I mean, who cares whether you kill them now or in a year? Like you can kill them whenever you want to. It's it's the people that are putting up a fuss that you. you might only get one shot at them it's you it's me yeah 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 we, we're not getting the saline dose and and by the way at that uh, all those nice vaccine clinics in the uh, minority neighborhoods they're not getting the saline dose either that's why i always bring up the the one hollywood actor that had a heart attack after the after getting vaccinated, had to virtue signal by getting it at the Hispanic Cultural Center. Like he he got the the one for the plebs, not the one for the Hollywood, not the saline shot for the Hollywood actors. So, hmm. well, it, you've hinted at this before, and I've kind of dismissed it out of hand. Um, and I kind of still you've hinted at it being some of them being kind of directed based on race and things like that but what's crazy i mean this is not a conspiracy theory we've been talking about this crap for eight months eight years i remember Mm -hmm. we talked about they were the the army was developing a weapon to to trigger specific bioweapons yeah to go to dna specific race specific and dna specific bioweapons which really is interesting when you throw in that hey you don't have to get the shot but you can get tested every week. Well, and and also, hold on. If you get oh. tested every week, you are somebody who is not taking it, and now you are going to submit your DNA mm-hmm. to testing. Yep. Letting everyone know this is the DNA of a uh, a double plus ungood human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get to, get to work and. Those testing companies are shown to be in bed with with the Chinese CCP. You know they're in military, like legit, like yeah, it was an arm of the military. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, this is what it is, man. It's it just happening way faster than I thought it would happen. You know, I thought they'd give everyone saline shots the first time around, and look, it's fine. Look at those crazy conspiracy theorists that warned you about mandatory vaccinations. We didn't even. We barely even had to make a mandatory. Everybody's fine. Nobody's dying. No, no, no. They went. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the ratio is. I've seen like one third saline, which I don't know if that'd be enough to, you know. I feel like it's more saline. You don't think I, it's more? Yeah, I I would kind of lean that way too. I, I feel uh, like it's it's over half saline. But race specific bioweapons, the, you know, Satan hates Christians and Jews, right? Yeah. Like and 
it just so happens that Israel's like the isn't that dish for doesn't <laughs> for the Pfizer <laughs> yeah guys you know yeah. like it, for the most what's clearly the most evil of the vaccine companies and it's just like the whole country it's just you have to do it the most strict and it's killing people left and right and they're just plowing right along. The video of Zelenko talking to the the rabbis or whoever he's talking to in oh, Israel, yeah. where he's like, "Yeah, you guys, you guys just wiped out your future." That's, that's a pretty powerful, um, you know. And it doesn't matter though; they're still going. They're going booster four. So, there's uh, count from. This is only from October 8th release of VARES. We're at uh, 16,766 deaths. Yeah, which is just the... So the the actual number, according to Kirsch, a very conservative version is to take that number and multiply by 41. By 41? Yeah. That's, that, that's the low end of the actual range. It's probably, it could even be closer to 100 times. But uh, he said 41 times, because 41 times is the level of underreporting for the most obvious side effect, which is anaphylaxis, because it happens right away, and it's known that it happens with the vaccines. And it's underreported by about 41 times in VAERS. So if you say that death would be equally underreported even though it's way easier to to hide and not report a, a death uh take the 16,000 multiply it by 41 687,406 yeah. yeah i think we've we've we if if you factor in two how many of the covid deaths were bogus we, they've already killed more people with the vaccines than covid-19 by Probably six or seven times. I would agree. But it's hard to convince somebody got that saline shot and believes the mainstream media and just thinks that I'm holding them back. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's real consequences to to standing up. I threw a few local stories in there. It's kind of interesting the slightly differing versions of our respective communist uh, states here, Washington and Oregon. Washington's just firing everybody. So Yeah, I was going to say, let me, let, me, let me go. Let me go. I'm ready yeah. to go. Uh, go the, only, the only thing I got lined up is this. Yeah, go for it. This is, uh, I saw this last week. This is uh, one of the state troopers. So, of course, the, the mandates went into effect. It was, a lot of them ended, was it uh, the Friday? 18th, a couple days yeah. ago. Yeah, uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday, Monday. By Monday, if you weren't vaccinated as a state employee, you get fired. This is my final sign off. Um, after 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Um, numerous fatalities, um, injuries. I've worked sick. I've played sick. Um, we buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the um, citizens of Yakima County, as well as my 
fellow officers within the valley. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been very successful, and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, thank you for that. Um, wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So, State 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car. And Jay Ansley can kiss my ass. Thank you for your 22 years of guidance and service to the citizens of Washington State. You've taken on many roles in your time with the patrol. In your first year, you delivered a baby while on patrol in Bremerton. You've been a DRE, DRE instructor, certified technical specialist, and reconstructionist, peer support member, part of the chaplaincy board, and a CVD trooper. You've been a great role model and mentor for all young troopers serving in the area by sharing your knowledge and experience throughout the years. Thank you for your service. 1906. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's... We are just we. This governor, this guy just wants. I mean, we we are just going to fire everybody. We're just going to going to going to just continue to push forward with the uh, the CCP mandates that have been handed down. I mean, Bill Gates lives here. Um, what's the other jerk off's name? Um. Super rich guy. Oh, Jeff Bezos lives here. It's always been kind of fun to live in the shadow of those guys. I was just thinking, like, you know, that this place would be fairly safe. They would keep it as, you know, neutral as possible <laughs> yep. and all these kind of weird, you know, we wouldn't, if anyway, they were going to spread chemtrails and spray weird stuff, they probably wouldn't spray it on, like, you know, Seattle Future area. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to keep it away from the guys. But uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's become actually a horrible place to live in many, many ways. Um, and the mandates went through uh, Chicago PD. The Chicago PD actually were allowed to stay on their job. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting testing. Uh, Southwest is no longer going to put p- people on mandatory uh, vacation, unpaid vacation. There's a lot of uh, evidence that resistance. Yeah, there's some wins. The Southwest thing, uh, yep. In-N-Out Burger saying, uh, no, yep. we're not checking vaccine status at customers. So Yes. Good. Yes. And then uh, up here, Boeing actually had a, a protest outside their uh, plant a few days back. Um, hundreds of people out there. Uh, the ferry system is still under duress because of so many people. You know, the labor shortage. Yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> this just came across the transom yesterday. Washington State University has announced that it's firing its football coach, Nick Rolovich, for refusing to get vaccinated against COVID. Mm-hmm. The firing disappointed many players and fans of Washington State Cougars football team whose employees are classed as state employees. Vaccines are mandated by Washington State and Democratic Governor Jay Inslee. And the deadline for state employees to get vaccinated against COVID was on Monday, October 18th. Ahead of the deadline, Washington State University said that due to the requirements set forth in Governor Jay Inslee's Proclamation 2114.1, Nick Rolovich is no longer able to fulfill his duties as the football coach of the Washington State University. Four assistants at Washington State also had their employment terminated for not getting vaccinated. They will all be picked up by SEC or Big 12 teams by the end of the – oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will. I mean, the guy won three games in a row at Washington State. That's not easy to do. No, he's a coach, man. He's a real coach. So Yeah, he seems to be a Christian, too. Yeah. 
so uh, here we go. Stories also from yesterday is the deadline closed. This is from two two stories from Yahoo News. I'm sorry. <laughs> As the deadline closed, oh, I threw a, I threw a non-ironic Yahoo News story in the in my folder too. Yeah, there you go. As the deadline closed for Monday, uh, closed Monday for state healthcare and education workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19, several Washington state Republican lawmakers issued statements decrying Governor Jay Inslee's mandates as thousands of workers were expected to lose jobs. Representative Peter uh, Abenaro uh, from Centralia said the day marked a sad page in Washington state's history for many working families. It is clearly evident the governor is more interested in punishing Washingtonians for their beliefs than finding respectful and reasonable solutions. The 20th legislature district lawmaker said it was disappointing to see workers chosen between abandoning, uh, choose between abandoning their deeply held beliefs or jeopardizing their family's livelihood. Despite the governor's resistance to helping all Washingtonians, many of us are here to help, Abarno said, advocating for legislative changes to the mandates. Once again, I call on Inslee to abandon these extreme measures and join us to implement reasonable solutions. Senate Minority Leader Sen, uh, excuse me, Senate Minority Leader Senator John Braun from Centralia and House Minority Leader uh, J.T. Wilcox from Yelm also gave a statement Monday about the deadline, highlighting the nearly 600 days Inslee has governed with his state of the emergency authority. <laughs> Remember, I talked about that earlier. Yeah. He yeah. was overriding the legislature because he's put this state in a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. Coercion, intimidation, threats, and public shaming are not tactics the leaders should be using against the people. The governor's obvious disdain for those who are choosing to uh, lose their jobs rather than com- compromise their right to their own medical f- decisions is unhelpful. He is dividing the public, segregating us, and even turning people against each other. Yesterday, even unvaccinated healthcare workers were heroes. Today, they became villains in the governor's narrative. The two legislators, uh, legislative leaders said. In a statement, uh, Jim Walsh from Aberdeen called Inslee's no jab, no job vaccination policy unconstitutional, immoral, and profoundly un-American. He also called workers going against the mandate genuine heroes. A free people should be able to decide for themselves what chemicals they put into their bodies without fear of losing their career and their livelihoods. The 19th legislative district lawmaker said nurses, ferry workers, bus drivers, state troopers, state patrol, and thousands of others who are standing on principle today are defending constitutional rights for all of us. God bless them. Monday, October 18th was the deadline for most state education, health care, and emergency service workers to show proof of vaccination or lose their job. According to the Seattle Times, more than 90% of state workers and 88% of hospital workers have been confirmed as fully vaccinated against the viral disease. It is now not known how many public school employees, uh, K through 12, are currently vaccinated as districts in the process of reporting these numbers to the state of Washington Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction. But according to the Times, the states could share their data later this month. A medical exemption or deeply held religious exemption were available for workers to utilize during this deadline. So we remember from just a few moments ago, Republican Jim Walsh said, no jab, no job, unconstitutional and immoral. Free people should be able to decide for themselves what chemicals they put into their bodies. Here's Jim Walsh from this morning. Jim Walsh here for my regular uh, Tuesday Q&A session. A little bit different this Tuesday. There's something else, uh, a new development here at the Capitol. This is my uh, member identification card that also acts as a key card 
for access to the Capitol and the office buildings in the Capitol uh, complex, campus. This is the John L. O'Brien building, uh, our main house office building adjacent to the dome, uh, where I do most of my work, where my office is and I do most of my work, except today, I can't get in the John L. O'Brien building. Normally, my uh, key card will open this door. Uh, it doesn't open this door today. What's happened? Well, uh, the House Executive Rules Committee has come up with what they call an interim policy that prevents members from getting in the buildings on the Capitol campus if they don't present COVID vaccine papers. And I have not presented COVID vaccine papers. So I can't access my office. I can't access the floor, the main chambers over under the dome. I can't do work from the Capitol as a legislator in this state. This is unusual. Uh, I, it is uh, not something that the majority of the members of the legislature have voted on. It's not an emergency proclamation from the governor. It's something different. It is an interim policy made by a small group of legislators and enforced on all legislators here, at least all House members. So it is... Uh, it is one more example of what I've talked about before of this slippery slope toward lawlessness. It's one more example of when we don't rein in the governor from his unlawful behavior, there's a, a slippery slope effect, a, a, a corrosive effect on other elements of government, whether it's the judges and the judiciary branch, or here, the legislators in the legislative branch. Not only are we, as a legislature in the state, not acting as a check on the governor's overreach and missteps, we're following the governor's example, locking people out of their offices if they don't provide papers. This is not constitutional. In my opinion, this is not legal. And it's not moral. Uh, we are absolutely falling into some sort of Stockholm syndrome that's taken hold of the legislature here in Olympia. And rather than being that active check against the governor's uh, abuses, we're, we're following the governor's lead. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be standing up to that and representing you and giving you a voice in the John L. O'Brien building or over there under the dome. So this is not proper governance. And locking members out of their offices if they don't provide papers, well, to me, that's just not American. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't do a traditional Q&A today, uh, um, but I think this news which is uh, the Capitol's version of some of the terminations and firings of good people all around the state uh, was worth giving you as, as a piece of news today. Um, I'll, uh, I'll be back soon. 
with a, a more traditional Q&A segment. Um, but for now, on this uh, cloudy Tuesday, we are full of clouds here at the Capitol in Olympia. Things are not good. They are rotten in Olympia. Talk to you soon. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, just lock, just lock we're, out the legislature. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> we're we're pretty far down that slippery slope. We're you know about eighty percent of the way to uh, to gulag territory. It's at the bottom of that slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are just going to. Looks uh, uh, <laughs> like you got, you got. Go ahead. It's. <sighs> state representative is not an employee of the state government correct they're an employee they're a representative of the people yes it's the whole point of representative of a republic of representative democracy but yeah. so. it's dark man like inslee the guy's a moron i mean he, he's I don't think he can come up with all this stuff on his own. Oh, no, 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 no. Someone is feeding this all to him. He was a DUI attorney in Yakima. No offense to DUI attorneys. I mean, we even got a donation from an attorney this week. So, please, no, 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 no offense. But he was just a, no, no, he wasn't a DUI attorney. He's an injury attorney in Yakima way, way back in the day. But the guy's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an empty suit. Yeah. He's a, you know, he's a yes man. And it, to me, since this whole thing started, it feels like Bill Gates is running them. I mean, his mm-hmm. his daughter his daughter does work for the Bill and Melinda well, Gates. Well, the Foundation. people that run Bill Gates are running him. Yeah, yeah, the people that run Bill Gates are running him. Yeah, and, and of course his daughter, what her name Inslee, is working for uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, some muckety muck position, and on and on and on. But this guy is it, it it's uh it's amazing. It's amazing what he's done, and it's it's dark, dude. Because like guys, I don't think that we voted for him. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't. I really don't. We, yeah. And I know, I know that everyone out there is gonna say, "Oh, Seattle, Washington, and oh, Pacific Northwest, all those communists, and they deserve what they got." The Chaz, don't forget about the Chaz. But like, I'm here, okay? I'm in it. I talk to people. I, at least I used to <laughs> uh, before, before things got kind of weird. But um, well, and, 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 and no one I knew wanted to vote for him. I think I saw one, maybe two Inslee signs the entire run up to the election last year. But I saw hundreds of Culp signs everywhere. And I, I never ran into that person that was like, yeah, I love Inslee. I think he's doing a great job. No one. <laughs> no, okay. No. no one. And it's the same thing down in California. Only they mm-hmm. took it a step further and they went to the recall. And it's like the powers that shouldn't be are throwing it back in our face. Oh, you don't like this guy? What if he stays? What if yep. all of a sudden now the vote says you want him? Yeah. And 820, they call this thing. 820, Washington goes to Trump and Inslee. Not Trump. 820 on election night. 20 minutes after the Biden's Biden. What did I say? Trump said Trump. Yeah. <laughs> only said you can only hope. <laughs> well, the <laughs> eight twenty. Yeah. If if, if was, you 
if you live in Yakima, we've had a couple of the Yakima-related stories. If you live in Yakima, vote Autumn Torres for county commissioner. I'll just throw that out there. If you live in Yakima, I hold you personally responsible for raising this buffoon. <laughs> He's from Sela, not Yakima. <laughs> totally different. Uh, now, yeah, Inslee. But this is... This dude pulled. Listen, folks. You may think that oh, Tim is just bitter. Well, you know, he well, lives Tim, in Washington State. This dude pulled at less than one percent when he ran for president. Yeah. Less than one percent. Yeah. He has the personality of a dirty dish rag. Yeah. He has horrible policies. He's stupid. He is running on climate change, and he has Bill Gates' hand. So far up his butt, he can't even think straight. He does everything he is told. He is a nightmare. Well, there were 80. Did I tell the story on the air? I'll tell it now. Here we go. Here we go. No, no. Here we go. 81 public and public private schools, 81 private schools, Christian schools got together to bring a mask mandate uh, paper to Inslee and say, look, we don't need your funding. We don't need to. Uh, we don't need to teach what you want us to. We will. We will easily do the tests, but we don't want to do masks on our children this year. We don't think it's right, especially in Christian schools, private Christian schools, where people are paying tons of money just to take their kid to school. We will monitor COVID. We will do testing. We will do all the stuff, but we don't want to have masks on our kids in school. 81 schools all get together, big, high-profile schools, lots of money, put together a presentation. Inslee never even heard them. Wouldn't even hear him. Well, didn't allow him to give a presentation. If the election was stolen, which I, I'm not doubting that, uh, you know, I, I saw some a mainstream source that said, oh, Seattle's the most liberal uh, city in Washington, which wasn't a huge su- surprise. And it listed 52% of people in Seattle as self-identifying as like supporting Democrats. It's like 52%. Shouldn't it be like 90? Yeah. Like to yeah, get the sure. numbers that, that out of King County that you get. But no, but, uh, but the, here's here's the thing. You have migration here. Not only migration out of the state, which they're they're not talking about, that the housing market is cresting here. No one is talking about that. But I'm meeting people who are migrating out of Seattle to the limits to Snohomish County and Pierce County and Snohomish County and Skagit County. There are people leaving King County who are like, I want to stay in Washington, but I got to get out of this crazy town and move into different counties up further north. You have migration within the state at a record level. People are moving out of Seattle into other places. Yeah. And a lot of these people are, I think, are your your crunchy granola hippies who are going to vote Democrat. But they're starting – I mean they're starting to see, you know, having to fight by four heroin addicts to pick up my paper in the morning mm-hmm. is not really the best way to live my life. Like it seems weird to buy a million-dollar house and have a homeless encampment outside. But I talked to someone the other day who was looking at a house that was a million dollars with a view and a beautiful kitchen and all the things that come with a million-dollar house, which around here is like, you know, four rooms. But anyway uh, – <laughs> You get all that stuff. And then there's like, you went up to check out this rooftop deck. Come upstairs. Look at the view. You can see a homeless encampment. <laughs> yeah. A homeless but, encampment. But Inslee knows the election was stolen. 
And you know they're sitting them down and saying, look, we're going to rig this election, but you are going to do every single thing we say. And that's or yes, and that's this yes. dirt, that dirt, your kid gets fired, you know, every whatever they've got on them. And I'm sure they've got plenty on them. It, he gets read the riot act. And that's the way it is with all these two bit politicians. Newsom, Newsom, same thing. Look at. Hey, buddy, looks like they kind of want you out of here. Let me tell you, you're going to double down on all this stuff. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have a little bit of a just, just a little hiatus. Just, you're just gonna a mandate minutes. this vaccine for kids before you're you're gonna announce the mandate before the FDA even approves the thing for kids. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is, which is such a it, it's a bold move because it's supposed to be because it's mm-hmm. psychological warfare because yep. everyone in California knows he shouldn't be there. And that they don't want him there and that they had the chance to vote him out and that, oh, magically, everybody changed their mind. We don't want that super racist against black people, black guy getting in. (laughs) So now that he's back in, he makes one of the most demented mandates Mm -hmm. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That was the deal. That was the the George Alex. Soros slash Nancy Pelosi deal when they came to see Newsom. That's right. In in uh, in, in Nancy, Nancy we trust. Yeah. yeah. So Oregon's a, a little different. They're dishing out religious exemptions currently, and let me tell you, I, I live in Oregon, not the most religious place in the world. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot a hole in your state real quick. Well, there. Okay. Do you have enough money? If all these people leave to figure out how to fix the problems. Because I think one of the major differences between our states is that this state has so many fortune. If corptocracy is the answer, the direction we're going, this place has got it made. You got Boeing, Amazon, Microsoft, T-Mobile. They have all kinds of money that they can throw at all these problems that they're creating for themselves. But in, in Oregon, I think the, the crash comes quicker because there's not as much money to throw at it. Well, you got Nike and Intel, but it's true. It's true. It's, you know, I mean, there's there's tax money to be had. Have you okay. seen property tax rates in Oregon? <laughs> I haven't. But, yeah. It's, you know. Anyway, but uh, taken over it, by big business, it, a different approach. I, I think it's just w- what we've talked about since the beginning of the quote pandemic is that they're doing it's all like testing and like experiments on slightly different versions of the lockdown, slightly different versions of this, slightly, di- you know, they're figuring out yeah. what works, to, what doesn't. So in Oregon, what they're doing is they're they're dishing out the exemptions left and right, like 20 percent of the Department of Corrections jail guards not easy to come by not a lot of people lining up to be to work in the department of corrections 20 percent were given religious exemptions from the vaccine like the road department like close to 20 percent and but they're doing some other other things like um oh we accidentally sent a spreadsheet with 40,000 individual state employees on it and all of their vaccine statuses 
was sent to the Oregonian and to uh, a couple other publications. Oopsie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't don't look at that. And the Oregonian says, "Oh, don't worry. We won't we won't publish it." <laughs> it's like, okay, you won't publish it, but you know now you can look up any state employee and see whether they're vaccinated or not. It's crazy. And the the idea that that's just an an accident and an unpunished accident. I don't know. That was a that was a dirty trick. Uh, the local TV station claims to have been targeted by a cyber attack. Kind of interesting there. Um, I don't know. Just a little like very similar states, Oregon and Washington. They're going about it a little different. But I think that religious exemption thing. I think they just slowly start walking those back. Six months later, they'll take half of them away. Yeah, you know, no, I, I think you they avoid they avoided the confrontation. They avoided the full on like, nope, we reject it. We're, you know, where everyone, you know, hangs together, and they'll just, oh, sorry, your exemption is no longer valid. We see that you took this medication, so you know, clearly you don't actually have an opposition to abortion, you know. Uh, whatever it is, or they just say, oh, you know, this new Omega strain is so deadly that we just can't allow exemptions anymore for your safety. No, I think you're right on that. The exemption, the exemption is a slippery slope as well. So they, they wanted to get rid of those nurses though. The, the nurses, uh, Oregon went ahead and got rid of the nurses. They weren't dishing out lots of exemptions for them, even though it's mainly Catholic hospitals. Providence is, and others are like at least nominally Catholic. Uh, but they, so they wanted to break that down. They wanted to get rid of some police, not as many as Washington did. You know, this, it's, oh, we'll just bring in some National Guard. Don't worry about it. Bring in some National Guard. How how does it feel, America, to be under attack by the globalists? How does it feel to be to speed towards ruin? Like how like this yeah. is this is I think you sent me the clip, Alex Jones clip. I mean this is this is mm-hmm. warp speed into collapse of civilization. Yeah. This is not this is <laughs> this is Rome on steroids. We're yeah. We're he, just, he talks about. Let me see if I can. You find know, it. even Alex Jones. Well, yeah, it'd be better if we just played the clip. It's a good clip. So fulfilling to tell the truth. So fulfilling to not care what they say about me. And to enjoy exposing them uh, that it's just a sheer joy. As bad and as horrible as all this is, it just confirms God's emergency warning to us and the transmission we've received and what's happened and where this is going and what's going to unfold. But I already know that now. And and I've experienced it personally in the journey of my life, and I know you have as well, and that's why you're here. And we are together in our love of God and justice and and, and, and God's creation, humanity, and we're going to stand together. We're going to come through this together, and it's a beautiful thing. And that's why they're creating so much division and so much hatred and so much infighting uh, between the human family is because they hate us all, no matter what color you are. They want you dead. And so this is the big one, folks. I, I thought 
I've been right about all of it because I'm reading their own documents, except they talked about an incremental model where they'd roll this out or pedal the metal collapse. And because they got behind schedule and got desperate, they've gone ahead and implemented the pedal of the metal collapse. I mean, it looks like it's slow with the container ships backed up and the nurses being fired and the airline people falling apart and the flights not working and the fuel not being delivered. And But this is actually, in, in the scheme of time and civilizations, this is warp 10, man. This is like, woo, baby. And I'm just watching it fall in live time. And I'm just like, when the general public figures this out, that they're devaluing the currency down to zero worldwide, and when they figure out what they've done, and they, I mean, it's going to cause a giant civil war. Of just everybody basically killing each other. And, and, and then the globalists are going to sit back in their bunkers and watch it all happen. So they're going to hide under the mountains and beat themselves in the head so angry that they signed on to the Antichrist. It's a nice place for them, though, in those bunkers. they got a name for those. They call them tombs. Crawling down in their bunkers. <laughs> because their God ordered them to start the extermination process. And now you're living it. Now you're living it. Now you're inside of it. And all you globalists are figuring out, you're going to get killed too. <laughs> uh, I liked this other clip that was right after too. Same same yeah. rant. Yeah. Same rant. My energy level's off the charts right now because <laughs> Newtonian physics is absolutely accurate about the way the third dimension works for every action. There's an opposite and equal reaction. So evil is rising. And those of us that are on God's side, woo, my energy level's off the chart. <laughs> <laughs> the Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, man. And, it, you know, there, there's some truth in that. Like, I don't know. I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, you know, what? They could have had me just sitting around still watching football and us not going anywhere and not, you know, it's, yeah, they had to ramp it up to the point where people that were at least aware and maybe, you know, we, we weren't doing what we should be doing and we weren't paying it as much attention as we should, like had to pay attention and had to do something. And whether that's enough or not, or what that, you know, if that's all part of the evil plan or what have you, I, I think we'll have to see. You know, there's well, I, I don't God's think still me. on the throne. There's there's still good in the world, even though you know, I mean, God look, is still on the throne, and and I don't think me being closer to God than I've ever been is necessarily part of the uh, the evil part of the plan. No, no, no I I agree. That's, so. that's let let me throw this in here. I think this is a good. A good addendum to that. We got to thank some contributors. Yeah, we've got. I've. I've got, got this. Emails. We got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I've, I've, okay. You, I wanted. I wanted a, did a, your a, a shorter show. It's a twenty-minute Insley rant. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. I've got a. I a wanted tweet a shorter show. From it's going to be the longest show ever. Attempt. I'm sorry. What? I've got a tweet thread from the eighth-century woodchipper, <laughs> and then I want to play. The brought to you by Pfizer clip, and then we can do donations. Oh my gosh. Yep. Where are we? All right. So the brought to you by Pfizer is the only thing you have to worry about. I'll read the, the tweets. 
My ire at Christian academics who justify doing nothing in the face of great evil could not be greater. It is all merely an academic exercise to them, but it isn't for me and probably not for you. Let me tell you a story. Yesterday, I I went to visit an elderly member of my congregation whose wife just passed away. She had Alzheimer's for five years, and despite being in his 80s, he had taken care of her himself that whole time. The last year or two, we haven't seen him much. He couldn't leave the house without her for more than 10 minutes without, without her becoming frantic, and he didn't think she would do well at church. But a month ago, he brought her to, he brought her to church. She had been nonverbal for years, but could understand when you spoke to her. She could walk and fed herself. She did great at church. To everyone's amazement, she even sang Amazing Grace. Two weeks ago, my congregant had to take her in for a urinary tract infection. Hospitals, in their abject greed, covered by a thin veneer of concern for public health, gave her a COVID test, despite no symptoms of COVID. Of course, she tests positive. She's taken away from her husband. Remember, she has Alzheimer's, and if he's away from her for more than 10 minutes, she becomes frantic. They refuse to make an exception of any kind. Sorry, this is our policy. My congregant and his children daily spend hours pleading with anyone and everyone they can at the hospital to let them bring her home. Sorry, this is our policy. Over and over again. They keep her there alone for six days. After a few days, she totally stops eating and drinking. She is in total despair. She has no idea where she is. None of her family are there. She cannot communicate verbally. No one cared. After not eating for that long, her body begins to shut down. Yes, she was elderly, and yes, she had Alzheimer's, but she was walking and feeding herself and in very good spirits before this. By the end of her stay, she could no longer walk or sit up. When her husband came to get her, she was thrashing around uncontrollably, and when she heard his voice and had him say her name, she stopped and began sobbing. He took her home. She still would not eat or drink anything. He had to wet her lips with a sponge. She died three days later. These monsters killed this woman. Their complete and utter disregard for the humanity of this poor woman disgusts me to the core. All because of COVID policies. This stuff is not some mere academic exercise in 16th century Protestant political theory. These people have zero regard for us. They watch us suffer and die and it means nothing to them. Sorry, it's just policy is the refrain they utter while marching us to our graves. Bookish, cowardly, reformed dweebs want you to submit to, sorry, it's just policy. <laughs> do not listen to them. Do not do not submit. You owe these people nothing. I thought that was, that was good from a pastor of some sort and two people at his church. So one of them, one of them killed... Um, Killed for that $39,000 COVID check. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer.
Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the Press Data Download brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> Good morning, America. So the last one Revelations was... Radio News not brought to you by Pfizer. But <laughs> brought to one. you by these fine people. Absolutely by those fine people, which I don't even have a list pulled up. Uh, I wanted to read. We got a we got a P.O. box donation today. And this is from uh, Mr. Kent in uh, Paduka, Paduka. That's what I'm I'm going with Paduka in Paduka, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yes. Kent. Mr. Kent from uh, Paducah, Kentucky. I'm dropping a donation in the mail to your P.O. Box to, PO box to express my gratitude for the time and effort you guys put into publishing Revelations Radio News podcast. I came to you through James Corbett and have been listening to the podcast for several months now. The dropping of a new RRN podcast is always a highlight of my week because your conversations and story provide so much assurance that I'm not alone in my suspicions, concerns, and conclusions about current events. Though I do not subscribe to what I understand to be your interpretation of certain apocalyptical scriptures, your convictions that we are engaged in spiritual warfare with forces that have demonic hold on many people ring very true to me. Your conversations help me to approach my world with more discernment and love than I otherwise would be the case. Thank you. May your strength, wisdom, love, and courage in the coming days. May you have strength, uh, wisdom, love, and courage in the coming days. Should your migration from the Pacific Northwest lead you in a southeasterly direction, you could do a lot worse than landing in Kentucky. If your travels ever have you pass through western Kentucky, I'd love to take you to dinner and or put you up for a few days on a beautiful Kentucky lake. Grace and peace, Kent. And uh, Kent is actually an attorney at law, um, sent me a business card. Uh, perhaps, I don't know, who knows, maybe someday I'll, I'll need an attorney. But uh, that is, well, hey, you I, never know, man, I, at this I, point. I, I definitely will need to stay at a cabin on a Kentucky lake. That sounds awesome. It does sound awesome, doesn't it? Um, I, got a, I got another one here. Um, this is kind of in the... Uh, this is kind of just for everybody. Maybe just a say a prayer type of deal. <clears throat> Old friend of the show, uh, Matt Schneider. What's up, Tim? It's been a long time. I don't know if you remember me. Of course I do. I'm the dude with a spinal cord injury that was friends with Thomas Young. I've been listening to yourself and Andrew along with some of your other guest hosts on RRN, and I've been meaning to email you for quite a bit to touch base. I hope you guys are doing well you could say a prayer for me as i'm trying to heal from pressure wound on my bum from sitting too long without doing weight shifts in my wheelchair as i get so busy i forget to do them thankfully it is on the men right now and it seems now it seems but it actually got pretty bad last year for uh the right side as my wound ended up getting infected which tunneled all the way through to the bone in my hip i had to have part of my uh ischium cut off to stop the infection it's pretty scary as of course uh if an infection gets into your bone and bloodstream it can be deadly fortunately that side is pretty much healed up but i ended up getting one on my left side earlier this year so i could definitely use the prayers this kind of thing gets pretty scary and in fact 
that is how Christopher Reeve died. But like I said, mine seems to be healing okay, and I'm trying to get better by doing some weight shifts and staying off my bum. Also, I don't know if you saw this story today, but I thought you would find it interesting and quite honestly sad. Yet another sign that our nation has completely fallen off morally and all the way to collapse in every other aspect. Quite honestly, this scares me quite a bit because of my disability and dependency on medical equipment from the VA, home health care, and to get me up in the mornings and to bed at night. I've been worried about this country for a while, and it seems like there's an intentional self-destruction done by those in power to every aspect of what made America a superpower and a force for good uh, for a short period in history. I thought this Biden administration would be bad, but I never thought it would be this bad with the insane vaccine mandates, and it seems like self-destruction of our country. I find it so interesting that the media always says that Trump... uh, always says that Trump, whatever you think of him, was under the influence of Russia and doing their bidding. Yet the first thing Biden did was shut down our own pipeline that made us energy dependent and then took off the sanctions on the Russian pipeline. I mean, does that make any kind of sense whatsoever if you're trying to help out your own country and its citizens? Anyway, it looks like Rachel Levine, openly transgender health official, will be sworn in as four-star admiral in public health service. Your friend, Matt Schneider. Aye, aye, aye. Lord I mean, Jesus, they, please, please heal my brother's bum. And yes. uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you get a chance, I know there are many of you listening who are prayer warriors. Please, please pray for Matt. Sounds like Matt could use it. And man, I mean, do they not just rub it in soldiers' face constantly? I mean, imagine. Yeah, this whole Being, thing is, uh, in his like a, situation, and then watching what went on in Afghanistan, and watching Rachel Levine being made a four-star admiral, and it's just—it's so sick. And it's, you know, like you—you you said from that anonymous post months ago, it's designed to make you mad. Yes, there—there so there is some some freedom and peace in that, like. No, no, no. This is not an accident. This is not idiots messing up. This is designed to to make you upset and to freak out and to do something stupid either to yourself or someone else. That's what they want. So, you know, care about each other, love on each other and, and pray for each other. And that's not what they want. Yeah, no, I, I, it, per, precisely, precisely, my friend. It does seem like they are trying to make people angry. That is the whole point. And like you said, they're driving it real home to the, the veterans. I mean, they can't wait to call veterans terrorists. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, no, they're they want some angry vet to take a shot at Joe Biden. That would be the dream scenario. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I think I think you're right on that. That is. Uh, can, that is exactly exactly what they want. Can I throw in a listener meetup story? Yeah, please. Let's do it. I've actually got two, but we'll just do one today. So Terry, who you will find his excellent uh, essay on our website. Thank you for posting that, Tim. You're welcome. Uh, he came out to my neck of the woods on Saturday. We went for a hike. So he's... I guess over 10 years older than me. So I'm there, you know, with my with my gallon of water. I'm ready to go, you know, got some hiking snacks. 
he's got nothing. I'm like, don't you want water or something? You know, we're doing like a seven mile hike. He's, oh no, I'm fine. He, I don't think he broke a sweat the whole time. So he's, but uh, it was, it was awesome. I don't know if it's a good thing about our podcast that every time I meet somebody that listens to our podcast, they're smarter than we are. <laughs> but the, I, I get the feeling. I, oh, I get the feeling that that's the case too, dude. <laughs> I got it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just going to interrupt your, no, no, I'm not going to interrupt your story, but yeah, I got an email from a pilot in a minute. So yeah, no, it's like all these, it's like, I, well, I'm not sure why you listen to our podcast. I'm, I'm honored, but you know, you really should be doing, you know, I should be listening to you, not the other way around, but Tim uh, is kind of and, retarded. Isn't well, and, and he found us also through, through James Corbett. Yeah. Um, and, you know, smart people listen to James Corbett. So we're, we're at least smart enough to listen to James Corbett. Um, and we, we, it's awesome. You know, the people that, that listen to our podcast too, they're always, they're always thinkers. So that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's a good for sure. So anyway, great time. Uh, he gave, gave us some awesome, awesome care package and a book on growing food god's way that i'm excited to read so nice. he said wood chips wood chips are the secret so okay yeah lots of lots of wood chips and you don't have to do much else ah because they, they trap the moisture yeah mm, that's interesting okay well let's thank some of the other contributors and uh we'll start with uh mr sean donated uh 35 dollars from sheboygan wisconsin so thank you, Sean. I will update the spreadsheet. It seems to be locked. I don't know if you heard those awesome Windows noises a minute ago, but I can't seem to even get into it right now. So we'll just have to do it this way for now, Mr. Andrew. Okay. And I'm I'm in there, but there's nothing in there. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because you're in there before me. Okay. Uh, well. Yeah. We'll it doesn't matter. It does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'll just keep doing it the way I'm doing it. Uh, friend of the show, Danny. From Medford, Oregon, came in with another $25. I think that puts him $25 away from the $1,000 mark, which we're probably going to have to uh, have some discussion on here very, very soon. Kind of figure out what our donation levels are going to be. Uh, some great ideas from uh, somebody outside of Houston. Uh, she told me not to say her name on the podcast, and I, I thought she meant first and last, but I, I'm not even going to go with first now. But somebody outside of Houston sent some good ideas. She so she I, did, and and uh, Garth sent some ideas, right? That's true. There's always more football, Andrew. Yeah, so, so always, it could, could be the the touchdown level. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we got Peter from Toronto, Ontario, uh, Canada, of course. Came in with $50, which, I mean, that is amazing. That's got to be like, what, $1,000 Canadian? To, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> super, not super funny, Mr. Tim. So those are the donations for this week for Revelations Radio News Episode 250. Woo! 
Is this a what yeah? Is this? What's two fifty? Two fifty is like a two fifty. Still- and I'm I'm sorry to everyone who thought that uh, Tom Bionic was the permanent co-host after two forty nine. But you're stuck with me still. It was really weird that you made a joke about uh, that you were always waiting for podcast me to replace replacement. You. Yeah. Yeah. And then the and then you popped on with yeah. Yeah. I keep trying to get you know plant these ideas in I, my head. I'm a, I'm already like trying to throw out other ideas for like who we could do a a podcast with just to try and and not get booted to the curb. <laughs> I'm like, you're hey, not, you know, you like, you, you know, Tom and and Mrs. Bionic could do a podcast, or maybe Tom and Chris White could do a podcast. So, <laughs> throwing it out there. Revelations Radio News is not going anywhere. So, Andrew can rest assured. And if you would like to support our show, of course, we have no commercials. We are not sponsored by Pfizer or any of these other crazy conglomerations. It is just a listener-supported podcast. That is using the value for value method. If you find value from this show, drop us a note, say a prayer, send us a story, send us a video. If you want to, you can send a monetary donation. Uh, we accept PayPal, Bitcoin, all of those type of things to keep the the wheels turning on this uh, this uh, crazy train. And uh, it just helps to, to pay for things and to uh, kind of help us reimburse us for our time, I guess, so to speak. But overall, we do this because, honestly, it's because we feel led to do it. And uh, so if we do get some support at the same time, that would be great. And it does motivate us to work a little bit harder. I think that's probably one of the more surprising things that's happened since we started yeah. using this method. Is it? It's like it's a little easier to take seriously when you got people like, hey, I really enjoy this. I get value from it. They feed into it. And it's like, you know, I should do a little bit of yeah, we should. I should that's I should. why it's 11 p.m. and we're doing a podcast so. yeah that's 100 percent accurate that's 100 percent accurate that's why we're still doing it so thank you guys all for uh, producing producing for contributing to episode 250 revelations radio news uh without uh you guys we wouldn't be doing this we we thank you very much and if you want to contribute you can go to uh, revelations radio news backslash support or just type in eugenicswars.com into uh, your favorite uh browser and it pops up right there you can get a free copy of andrew's book any donation over 25 dollars yeah and i think we're waiting on one person's address from september i forget his name but yep yep we certainly are you're listening Uh, i've got your book packaged and ready to go but i don't have your address so it's so I got two more. I've I've got a kind of a a musical selection. Ah, uh, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> uh, this is from Nick. I think Nick might be the original, the OG PO Box donor. But uh, Nick, just a quick response to last week's RR News. One of your listeners written had written in asking about uh, advice regarding financial and other prep- preparedness. Let mm. me suggest Jack Spierko's The Survival Podcast. I'm sure you're familiar with his work. Are you familiar with his work? I'm, I'm not. Otherwise, I, I would be more prepared. I, yeah, I'm not either. 
I have heard of this podcast, though. So the Survival Podcast, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's a great one-stop shop for raising food, raising animals, hunting, fishing, home security, medicine, and finance. I've come up with a Venn diagram in my mind to help me organize my priority. There are four circles in the diagram, faith, food, fitness, and finance. I try to make sure I'm spending my efforts shoring up these four areas. I also want to thank you and Andrew for American Moon and Frankenskies recommendations. Might I also recommend Click uh, Clint Richardson's Lethal Injection documentary? It's Ooh. from a while. It's from a while back, so Andrew's probably seen it already. No, I haven't, but it sounds like it might make me not like vaccines. <laughs> As if that was even possible. I'm, I'm pretty still kind of on the fence with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty up to date on the vaccine agenda, but there were some things in lethal injection that were new to me. He has a more recent follow-up that addresses the medical system, as it is a whole 8.5 hours long. And yes, I'm watching the whole thing. Congratulations on your new job. Even if you don't know what it is yet, Jesus does. Thoughts and prayers, Nick from Michigan. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that very much, Nick. And uh, this last one, and we'll get to your thing. Uh, oh, I'm getting live updates. Let's just go here. This is Italy. this is boots on the ground report from Italy. Hello, Tim. The port workers are holding the line in Trista. Tr- I'm I'm gonna butcher this. We're in Italy. Trista, Trista. Sure. And yet, what you don't know? Okay. They are on strike since last Friday. They have many people standing with them uh, in the town square. They are demanding the complete revoking of the green pass for everybody. They will meet with local government officials for negotiation, but they are requesting a meeting with the head of the ministry of the interior and the ministry of health. We'll see what happens. They were attacked by riot police, tear gas and water cannon tear gas hit a nearby elementary school, but people just moved from the port to the town square. They're now inviting every town to protest with them in the mornings. The people who go to work are lining up the pharmacies for their 72 hour COVID test before going to work. In Rome, groups of citizens with Congresswoman uh, Sarah Cuneal, one of the few people who supports the people, uh, she here's a video of her calling out uh, Bill Gates in front of the Swedish embassy asking for political asylum, saying their own government is abusive since they now do not even have the right to go to work without paying for their COVID test. That will be interesting to see if this gets cra- traction. I'm curious what your friend will tell you what what he will see. I get my news from bioblue.com, an independent news platform, and listen to them every day. I actually had a friend who was vacationing in uh, uh, Italy, and he said didn't see much in the way of protests, didn't even really hear anything about the vaccine passports. And then all of a sudden one night I got a text, you know, well, I, I guess it was middle of the day, but it was night there. I got a text and it was just like some government building with no green pass, like spray painted on the side of it really big. So... Uh, continued unrest there in Italy and pushback. I got one more and then I'll let you take the wheel. Um, this is from the uh, pilot. Uh, this, I mean, I don't know why, but we got a lot of emails this week and they all really touched me. It felt more like a church, kind of like a, not a church, but more like a community than it has in a long time. And so it just, but this one touched me hard, you know, too, or kind of hit, hit me hard, I guess would be the way to put it. Uh, guy's name is Theo. He said, love the stuff you do. I'm a pilot in Canada, going to lose my job on November 1st, Reformation Day, ironically. Part of a group of aviation professionals in Canada, and we put together this video. Uh, Christ is the King, Theo. 
I will put this video in the show notes. I encourage everyone to come to the show notes and watch this video. It will not translate whatsoever to uh, podcast form because it is uh, music. You got to uh, read. Yeah. yeah, it's a bed of music with a bunch of people holding a, a piece of paper up in front of their face. And the piece of paper says things like, I've been an aviator for 30 years and now it's no jab, no job, medical tyranny. Uh, next one, I've been a air traffic controller for 12 years and, you know, saved all these people. And now it's now, you know, now I know I'm not going to have a job. So was essential. Now I'm not. Yeah, well. They could just throw some, uh, whatever the Canadian version of uh, National Guard is, and just do those air traffic control jobs. It's, it's not really an important deal. I mean, and pilots and air traffic controllers, yeah, uh, whatever. It feels like a big deal. There's a lot of years in there. Kind of, yeah. if, you read, if you read through the, the video, there's a lot of years in there. Of, yeah. you know. Well, I guess if they don't let people fly who aren't vaccinated then there will be a lot less flights so <laughs> it all works out i mean you talk about like there's you get a pilot and then you get a pilot who's been on the job for 30 years you get a pilot's been on the job for 12 years air traffic controller's been on the job for 12 years 15 years 20 those people aren't replaceable like that's no. like you can replace them you can put a different person there but that's a that's a commodity that, that you can't replace if you're going to even think in commodity type terms, also, it's a human being who's been extremely helpful to your company and has yeah. missed countless holidays and time with his family to, you know, to work for you. And now he's yep. just out of a job. If people haven't seen that video, they should watch it. It's very good. Yeah, please, please visit the show notes and check out that video. Jesus, take the wheel or, or Andrew, either one. So this one should translate well to the podcast. Uh, Bryson Gray, you might be familiar already. Yes. Uh, go to the second one. Let's go, Brandon. Uh-oh. <laughs> I believe I mean, it's all PG. I won't make you do more more editing in post. Uh, <laughs> this might not be... Uh, so it's on the Citizens Free Press, and then both videos. Yeah, second one. You're gonna take the mark. This with the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're you're okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Somebody gotta do it. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey. Hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Hey, hey. Biden said the jab stopped the spread, it was lies. I remember how you wrote, but you haven't opened your eyes. These politicians are demons just in disguise. Look at Kyrie Irving and Nicki Minaj. Look at Australia, that's what's coming next if we don't stand up. Stop complying with them, taking our rights, it's time to man up. Republicans voting for red back laws, that's just what I can't trust. If you ask what's about the vax, then they gonna ban us. Hey, they're 
This is about control, everybody knows, everyone complies, we the kinds of pros, I don't need a plane, I just hit the road, I do what I want, I can't sell my soul, market about the crash, this is what you chose, ruining the country, I've been best to go, you gon' take the mark, I take never rolls, I'm a man of God, I can never let's fold. go Brandon, I keep the drum like I'm Nick Cannon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, when you ask questions, they start banning, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, you ask questions, they start banning, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, let's go Brandon, and it's clear that man a wreck, hey, Let's go Brandon, now the Taliban a threat Hey, you planted, now the Taliban is standing on our neck Chanting death to America, you are belly president Listen, I don't think you here, man Let me make it clear, man Better keep your hands into yourself, that stuff is weird, man I wish I could take you in the back place, smear the queer, man You could take the vax, I fear God I don't fear, man I'm on gear 10, believe me, we ready to rumble The only play the joke can execute is a fumble. I think we all know he's out to lunch. That dude went camping. I'm a Christian, so how do I say this? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, let's go, Brandon. We know he capping. Patriots out in the street taking action, hunting us down for speaking the truth. Peek on the pedal to save all the youth. Media lying, ignore all the crying. They build them back better, but only the Taliban pilots on strike. But to show it's irrelevant, open the border, lose all the order, divide us up so they know that we never win, but we're united, we here in the stadiums, everyone chanting it, seeing it slandering, Biden collapsing and Democrats stealing it, hey we look at Joe, can we get a refund, how about some mean tweets, Joe is a crook and he knows how to deceive, FJB is the motto in these streets, let's go Brandon, sing let's it with me, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, you ask questions, they start banning, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey. That's one of like six different uh, songs along the same vein there. So it, oh, yeah, yeah. The, it, one of them was one of them was trending at uh, number two at one point. One was number one. Uh, it had the the actual audio from the. That's the one <laughs> from the that's, the chant that inspired it all. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. He says let's go, Brandon, but then they let the <laughs> the, the background music <laughs> do its thing. Yeah, that, that's that's the short one that's, that's trending. Most popular president in history. You know? Yeah, interesting, <laughs> and uh, and l- lots of lots of African American men, mm. which you know supposedly he's racking in ninety percent of their votes. Really? Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Every every movement has music with it, and. We'll see. Hopefully it goes somewhere good. Sure. Sure. Bryson Gray's pretty great. I like his shirt in the that he's wearing in the other video, Christ Privilege. <laughs> there are Christians out there speaking out. James Evan Pilato. There are some. <laughs> yeah. Just not so much the mega churches. Another yeah. uh 
Alex Jones clip I I didn't bring to the show is him saying that the megachurches are they're going to be the full-on execution centers for the the Christians. You got the, the Pope saying you know you can't be a Christian if you don't take the vaccine. So we played the Rick Warren clips. It's you know it, I'd like to think it's a few years away still, but we'll see. Speaking of Alex Jones, I got a clip. Okay. The globalists have said in their white papers, in their own UN documents, that they want to create race-specific bioweapons and other systems to depopulate the planet. A lot of this, from my sources, is that they're preparing to release bioweapons, claim that they're naturally uh, occurring, and then use that as the cover for civil emergency, societal control, crackdowns on free speech. Obama put the internet kill switch in five years ago, and when he got confronted by it by Congress, he said, well, it's in case the bird flu or SARS gets out. Just type that in. CDC says internet kill switch is in case bird flu or SARS breaks out and they have to control panic and direct every website in the U.S. to one government announcement. And we looked at every angle and believe a bioweapon release could be the thing they'd release to bring in a world government to counter a global problem. And the U.N. has said that a global pandemic is the only thing that may save their world government. Twenty. What what year was it? <laughs> it's like 2015. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was Obama. Yeah. Mentions Obama in office. Yeah. Yep. No, I distinctly you remember, remember Alex Jones talking about like they'll release one bioweapon and then the next one will be more intense and kill more people and then. Oh, I distinctly remember that too. One. But do you remember us covering the uh, internet kill switch? However many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I, I don't know if they're it, – it's almost easier to turn the power off than turn the internet off. You say that, but that was the, that was the deal. Don't forget, man. Yeah. That was well, – was... Cyber Polygon, I mean, they say they're going to do it. So we'll, we'll see. I'm not saying it can't be done. But, okay, so that was one of the things about what happened with Facebook. Facebook was gone. And that's right. what Chris White's been talking about. All the dot coms, DNS stuff that's owned by the U.S. Mm-hmm. They just redirect that all to one website. Well, didn't the U.N. take over the. Well, take over the uh, what's the correct term? Just real quick, for the sake of argument, does it matter if it's the U.N. or the U.S. that controls it? <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin all time high, sixty four grand right now. It's down. It was sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six. Oh. <laughs> then Gon, the, Gons put out a tweet that said, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what do we got? We got anything else? You want to talk about the parasites inside the jab, or are we just no, gonna get out of no, here? no? We're gonna get out of here. There's, I, I can't end on parasites inside the jab. I mean, it feels like a Hoffman thing to do. So, out of those, um, like five or six Stu Peters videos I sent you yesterday, how many did you watch? Uh, I'll set the over/under at point five. 
Oh, come on, man. I'm unemployed now, bro. Okay. Like, I don't work 60 hours a week, 56. That's part of the reason this show, like, consistency was terrible, is I do everything for this show. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have any time. Yeah. But uh, I have a little more time. There's some things going on around here. But, no, I watched, I think, two out of four. Okay. So you okay. gave me t- – I can't uh, – Okay. And I've talked about this on the show, and it just continues. It's my own little personal joke, even if nobody else thinks it's funny. Yeah, Again, Stu Peters is on further Rumble. evidence that only Stu Peters is on yeah. Rumble. Yeah. Hey. Well, he's not on YouTube, I can tell you that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with all that. So, anyway. Well, you know, like the, the email that you read, the mm-hmm. person thanked me for my recommendation of Frankenskies and American Moon. You, now that you're unemployed, you could, you know, take, could watch those. I listened to Frankenskies. I had a, like a YouTube on the background. I found a browser that would do it and then put the YouTube on. And I, I listened to a good bit of it. Oh, okay. Uh, American Moon, I clicked on and tried to watch. And then it was like buffering like three and a half hours. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to watch this. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Oh. Isn't it la- isn't it long? Uh, it is long. Yeah, I I didn't have any buffering issues, but oh yeah. no, no, I, I uh, per- perhaps I, I misspoke. I just mean um, that you just uh, saw that you're like I don't have three and a half hours. Yeah, no, it loaded three hours thirty four minutes is the total time of American Moon there. I was like, yeah, I, I don't have that, so. Not me. I'm over here. Also, you know, it's tough to, to do too much when you get woken up six times in one night. I haven't even watched all the anti-vax documentaries. It's like I <laughs> call myself an anti-vaxxer. I haven't even watched all the good documentaries. It's a good thing I we heard about lethal injection. I, you know, I don't want to use that as a book title and then find out someone already made a documentary. Bro, the back cover of your book, you should be in like the B-rate book <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> we we should show that we should show the back of my book on the I, side. I know, not the not the front. On the on the website. Yeah, I'm just doing. But, but I mean, I could try. I think I tried to put both in it, but they couldn't find a good quality picture of your background. Yeah, I'll look. I mean, it. It, it doesn't have my like the title or my. Well, I don't know if it's. I think my name's on the back, but it's got uh, eugenicswars.com on there, which now goes somewhere. So. Yes. Okay. Without any further ado, this is what I live for. Let's get the <laughs> Andrew Hoffman words of wisdom. Oh, don't let them make you hate. Well, other than things you should hate, but don't don't let them make you hate each other. Yeah, that was Tom's message last week. Jesus, friend of terrorists, don't yeah. let them don't let them make you hate anybody. Yeah, that was good. It's hate is not good for the person you're hating or especially for you so that's it's designed to make you mad and if you can laugh at it instead and yet still 
care. That's a tough, tough line to walk there. But, you know, you carry, you work for the good, but also you don't, um, you know, there's Tom Dunn talked about Russ Dizdar, like how they would deal with all this dark stuff, but in text message conversations and what have you, he was joking around half the time. So it's, you know, you don't have to, even if you deal with dark stuff, you don't have to, to be dark all the time. So. Absolutely. That's a good, a good message for sure. I think, uh, there's a lot to be upset with. There's a lot to, to point at. There's a lot to look at and, uh, predict what's going to happen. And we half you know, half a dozen times we predicted the fall of all this crazy stuff that's happening around us. But, I would say this, God is still on the throne. There is still a lot of uh, time left. And, you know, we have had a pretty good life up until now. Not a lot of hardship. And uh, we may encounter some hardship coming up. Like most of people throughout the history of the world have encountered hardship. We're about to maybe encounter some. So, And food tastes better when you're really, really hungry. So. <laughs> so we, <laughs> this is the most unpositive, positive thing you possibly can say. <laughs> the best part of the, of the coming apocalypse in starvation situation. You, the food will taste better, I guarantee it. Food tastes better. Yeah. Well, without further ado, I give you Andrew Hoffman, the podcast host. They could never be replaced. Thank you guys for supporting our show for 250 episodes. Andrew and I have never had a fight or missed a week. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us for 250 episodes. And uh, we'll be back uh, soon with episode 251. Yes. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say- taking things that are you know genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids arms we just shoot them right into the vein